0: You're great, wonderful, continue. You got it? Yes, more of that. Love it, do it, sneeze on it, tear it up, throw it in the gutter, stomp on it, do it. Thank you, DJ Cowan. You're welcome. <laughs> you a Don, <laughs> you a mobile.
1: You my son. <laughs> Shout out to DJ Cowan. <laughs> I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round with Heaven and Tracy. Yay!
0: We are so crazy excited to be here live at the Wings. Hey. It's beautiful. There is not a single man in sight. Woo! Woo!
1: Praise, praise, Tracy, praise.
0: Yes. Who do we have on the show today, though? I can't even. So I have not been this nervous since, like, show number, like, 15. Mm. Like, this is, like, a new level of, like, nerves for me. But in case you got here by accident and you just don't know, (laughs) (laughs) we are going to be sitting down and chit-chatting with the one and only Remy Ma. (laughs) And what a timely interview, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Um, I don't know if we'll have anything to talk about. <laughs> listen, I heard that, and I was like, she did this just for us? <laughs> I appreciate it. So we're going to sit down and sh- chit-chat with her, and then we're going to do a little Q&A. So be thinking about your questions. Do not come to a microphone with a seven-part question. Don't do it. Don't do you it. You will be evicted. But first, <laughs> we want to give a very, very, very warm shout out to the young ladies who so are here from the Womanhood Project. That's Woo-woo. good in all capital letters. Give it hey. up damn- Where y'all at? Let's see. Let's see. Womanhood Project. Here. There you go. So these lovely young women are part of the Womanhood Project, which is an after school mentorship program for young women of color in the BX. That's what people in New York call the Bronx. I learned that yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And they focus on feminism, media, literacy, and community history, which is so, so important. So we're so excited that you can be here to see an amazing product of the Bronx Mm. herself. So we have current Bronx superstar and current, younger, upcoming Bronx superstars. And I just feel so humbled to be in everybody's yes, presence. Uh, Shout out to the teens. Yeah. Young women. Yeah. So she's bold, she's brazen, and she is bad as fuck. Helen from the Bronx, New York. She's the winner of multiple Source and Vibe Awards. Also, bring back the Source Awards. It was <laughs> from she's also a Grammy-nominated artist. In addition to being known for her fire bar, she is a love and hip hop star. And let me tell you, I've been watching love and hip hop since it first debuted in like 1983. (laughs) It's been on forever. Um, And we don't even like acknowledge like love as like a thing, like romantic love. We don't really do that. But we're still jealous of her and Papoose. Like they're just so cute. (laughs) They're adorable. So ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the one and only Remy Ma. Yeah. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. Oh, thank you so much for being
1: oh,
0: here. Yes, you look so good. Oh, my god. Hi, He's guys. So hey. Ooh. We're just letting
1: everyone have a second to take it all in. Yeah, just drink it all
0: in, drink it all in. Oh,
2: these are um this this girl from Toronto. Her name is Jennifer Lee. She makes these. She makes them herself. Oh my god! And like she's a friend of mine, and I think she's amazing. So if you guys get a chance to check out Jennifer Lee, Jennifer Lee, they're like not like uber expensive. They're like reasonable. You won't like have to. Not pay your rent for them.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I still can't afford them. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great, all these ladies. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, yes. Sometimes so you just need this. Yes. Sometimes you just need
1: this. I love being in all women's spaces, and there are this many brown women in this space. Yes. yes.
0: yes. 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 Shout out. Shout out. So... Neither of us are originally from New York. I'm from Kentucky. She is from Virginia by way of Ethiopia. We both live in Brooklyn, which means that we don't spend a lot of time in the Bronx because it's far. <laughs> it's a long distance relationship. That is a long distance I c- relationship. I could see how that would happen. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would love to, but seven hours on a train? <laughs> gonna,
1: um, seven hours on the two. <laughs> but think do about know it.
2: You, you, you know, I'm from the Bronx and uh-huh. my husband's from Brooklyn. Shout out to everybody move you know, it might be a love connection in there somewhere. It's a
0: real long-distance relationship. Right there. <laughs> Invite us to the wedding. Um, when you're not in the Bronx, what do you miss about it the most?
2: Uh, strangely, I'm in the Bronx a lot. Like, I um, I had an interview the other day, and they were like, you know... Um, is it like a fanfare thing when you guys go back to the Bronx? I was talking to me and Fat John, and we're like, we're in the Bronx so much, I don't even think they get a chance to miss us. <laughs> like, seriously, my, the sneaker store that I've been going to since I was in high school is in the Bronx, so anytime some new sneakers is coming out, I'm there. Mm-hmm. And you know Jordan's come out, like, once a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have my, my mother-in-law's in the Bronx, um, so, and my husband. You know, you probably got, can't tell, but he's a super mom, This boy, so we, we spend a lot of time there. And um, I, don't, I don't really know. A lot of the places that I like to eat, I just, I go to City the same pizza shop near <laughs> yeah, City Island. Yes! I go to City Island. Um, I go to the same pizza shop that I would go to when I was in junior high school because I have these slices of pizza that are, like, this big. Mm. <laughs> so if I had to ever cheat, like, on my diet and I go get a slice of pizza, I go there because it's really, like, three slices. <laughs> I'm in the Bronx a lot. So So you still uh, in
0: these streets? Yeah. I respect it. Un-
2: un- unfortunately, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Fortunately, but unfortunately. Like, that's, that's just why I'm, like, I-, I never really adapted to the whole, you know, industry and Hollywood thing. It's just... Not me, mm-hmm. so, you
0: know. You can I, take I, the girl out of the Bronx, but. No, they can't get me out. That's <laughs> okay. So I am a little bit, so I might be ovulating right now. I'm like, this is relevant. <laughs> this is this is relevant. this is relevant. Um, Go no, on. Like, like honestly, like we were in the back and I'm walking around, I was like, I think my egg is like literally she dropping did, right she now. She did literally did. just say this. <laughs> That being said, I think about baby I names I want to know where's this going, please. I mean, same, Me lightweight, <laughs> uh But I think about baby names a lot. And okay. your name is beautiful. So in case Thank you guys you. don't know, your first name is Reminisce, uh-huh. hence the Remy. Yeah. What's the story behind your name? Um,
2: I don't know. I know how to react. so crazy is just, um, I actually grew up. Until I was probably like in school thinking that my name was Kika or Kia. My middle name is Kiani. Mm. And um, all the kids, like I guess my mom and them, they would call me Kia for short. But the younger kids in the family never could say Kia, so it just turned into Kika. So Aww. my whole family calls me. Kika, someone I could, went to school, and they were like, you know, reminis I'm like, who is this
3: person? <laughs> who, <laughs> who is that?
2: God. So, you know, and I've just, I get, no one calls me. Everyone calls me Ram or Remy. So, mm-hmm. unless, you are know, like, in my family. Like, if one of you guys were like to walk down the street, be like, Kika, I would never turn around. Like, my brain only <laughs> functions on certain voices saying it. Like, I literally could be in a room and someone says, Kika, I won't even turn. Like, it won't register. But if my mom's like, Kika, I'd be like, <laughs> you know, I
3: was like, Who's that
2: at? instinct was like, what did I do now? <laughs> but um, I, I, it's so weird because I, I meet people on stuff. And it's like, I named my daughter after you, or her name is Ruben. I'm just like, Wow. Oh. There goes my daughter's name. <laughs> I always said I was going to have a daughter and, and make her a junior just because.
0: Uh, I think you should do it anyway, personally. Oh, thank you. Also, Tracy is both a boy's name and a girl's okay, name. Okay, Tracy. So. <laughs> just throw all it right. out there. Just throw it out no, sure, there. Sure, let's throw that okay. out there as well. I'll think about that. <laughs> That's all I wanted. All what I wanted all was Tracy a nice life. That's it. I appreciate it.
1: So we have a lot to discuss yes. on okay. on a lot of tips. Yes. <laughs> but I do want to start a little bit like back before uh, what Well, I'm talk a Gemini, right so now.
2: we just talk all day. Any Geminis here hey. you know that we don't okay, shut okay. up. Let's go.
1: Hey. So you are popping right now. <laughs> Thank
2: you. One, one
1: could say that. One could I would say, agree. one could say, one could say I I wanted to be a rapper when I was a kid. Really? Excuse me. It is when? true.
0: <laughs> and then what? I realized
1: I was not good.
2: Aww. When yes did you realize were. you were good? Um. Well, you still can be a rapper. There are a lot of them that are not is good rappers. Don't give up your dreams so easily. <laughs> okay, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's, it's not a requirement to be good. Um, the weird thing is that I never, I never wanted to be a rapper. I never thought. I would be a rapper. I run into, and I'm actually friends with some of my teachers and professors from school, and they all think it's the most insane thing in the world that I'm a rapper. I wow. think, you know, I thought I was gonna be, you know, an astronaut or something. I don't know. Like, you astronaut? know, did you
0: really wanna be an astronaut? No, nah, I
2: really thought I was a genius when I was a kid. Like, seriously. <laughs> I thought I was the smartest person I've like, like a I'm rocket sorry. scientist. Like, I really <laughs> thought that. And then I. <laughs> Ran into like some real geniuses. I was like, okay, maybe I'm not a genius. <laughs> but um, I um, I wanted to be um, a mortician. What? I wanted to be because I felt one, like where
1: does one listen, acquire this desire?
2: Because I felt like if I was a mortician, like I was like the person that like I would go to the doctor and still, like. Needles and try to be like a, a amateur phlebotomist at home, like gas oh my, my friends God. to let them let me draw their blood. <laughs> I go like to the gyn, steal all the equipment, and be giving my <laughs> friends pap smears. I swear, true story, the like craziest. They wouldn't let me like. Wait, like, we so got to pause. We got to pause real quick. Wait, we gotta wait, pause. wait,
0: So you just show up at your best friend's house with a speculum no, and you like? like
2: no, but what? What happened is we would we would cut school at Planned Parenthood. Like if you ever went to Planned Parenthood in the hood, like you are there for hours. So we would like go in the morning, eight in the morning, we'd be like, I don't know, I just my stomach is just hurting. I need birth control. I need the foam. I need a depot shot, like I need condoms, all type and spend the whole day cutting school and wow. Planned Parenthood. Because one, you're not worrying about the cops finding you, you know you're gonna spend the whole day. We'd be in there talking, gossiping and just chilling, whatever. And then we go in the room, like this is our fifth time there this month, and we're like oh spilling speculums and the long giant q-tips and we would go home and take the shade off of the lamp and like it was it was sick. It was definitely like, looking wait. back and explaining that it was definitely sick. But
0: what did you do with the lampshade though? You
2: take the lampshade so you can have the light so you can see really oh. good. Duh Tracy, duh. duh.
0: You're so right. Honest.
2: You're right. And that like these are the things that I would do. Like if I was I got so sick and went to the emergency, it was like a free fall. I was in there like shh. So <laughs> I felt like if I was a mortician, I would get to see everything. I get to cut open the body and look at all the organs and then wow. You know, put them back together, and then my fashion started coming. I get to dress them and do their makeup and their hair. Okay. Like, that was like my dream job, and then I'm like, people die all the time. I'm going to have a job forever. That's true, like, so they always
0: say the businesses it, that will never go out liquor right. stores, so that was and fewer what,
2: homes. that's what I thought, and then the rap thing came because I used to write poems, like I would just pretty much put my thoughts down and, and write poems, and my brother was actually a rapper at the time. Not, like, famous, but he thought he was. And um, (laughs) he used to be, you know, I looked up to him, so he would be in the room rapping and stuff like that, and I would take my poems and, like, rap them to beats. And then one day I just stopped writing poems, which I had a book of rhymes now as, as opposed to a poetry book. And I was on my way home from school, and one of my friends knew one of the late... Great big puns, friends, and he was like the only Grammy-nominated multi-platinum rapper that still wanted to be in the Bronx before me. Mm. (laughs) And um, they took me to his house, and he was like, you know, she raps or whatever you want to say. Something, so I rapped for him, and he was like, all right, give me. um," He was like, no, what he actually said was like, that might be your only good one. Give me another one. So, so I rapped for him again. And he was like, You know, I'm gonna call you, whatever. And I'm like, Okay, cool, fine. Like, I had like a beeper. I didn't even have like a number at all. <laughs> I gave him like my beeper number and my grandmother's house number. <laughs> oh. And the next day, when I came home from school, my grandmother was like, "Someone's on the phone for you. I don't understand what he's saying, but I think so." To to <laughs> so I spoke to him. He's like, "You you live in twenty two forty five, right? You you live in in Randall." So I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Come downstairs." I'm like, "Downstairs? We're in front of my building." He's like, "Yeah." So I went downstairs, and he was like in this giant six hundred series bins. He's like, "Get in." He's like, um, "You know how to braid, right? All black girls know how to braid." I'm Wait. like. Yeah, I actually <laughs> do how to
0: braid <laughs> See, I'd have been like, no, so, actually, I can't. Just,
2: like, you know, I need, to, I need some cornrows. I'm shooting a video um, with <laughs> Fat Joe and Jennifer Lopez. And he drove me to some location in the Bronx, and I was on the video set with him and Fat Joe and Jennifer Lopez braiding wow. his hair. And pretty much, Every day after that day He was just like You're gonna be a rapper That's it So I'm like No, but I'm going to school He's like No, you, you don't need to go to school anymore That's a waste
0: How old were you?
2: I was 17 Oh, you were a baby I was
1: 17 Yeah So you went from Wanting to study bodies And cadavers To bodying bitches <laughs> If you will If you will See how things
2: kind of come full we? circle <laughs> yeah. And that yes. was good That we'll was good As soon as you did there That
0: was good, right? It was oh, a good transition low, saw, See? See? Pursue that, that rap thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't gas
2: me. Don't gas me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I I did like on Sheetha that you made a point to be like you got bodied by a love and hip hop bitch. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about love and
0: hip hop for a little bit? Let's we please can. because I love with like, to like an uncomfortable degree maybe, mm-hmm. I just love the franchise. And the crazy thing is that Okay, so I don't self-identify as a messy bitch. Okay, but I enjoy watching. Do they? Do they ever? I mean, honestly, some of them do, and some of them are on love and hip hop. But um, I enjoy watching other messy bitches on TV. Like it's Mm -hmm. like a it's it's self-care for me. You are not that person. Like you and Pap are arguably the most low drama. Cast members on any black reality show that I've seen. And I haven't seen them all. I've watched all of them. (laughs) And usually I'm like, "Uh, they happy. That's boring. But (laughs) i see y'all and I'm just like, what's going on next? Like, people love and gravitate towards the two of you in a beautiful way. Why did you decide to do the show?
2: Um, I think, well, one, I had just come home from doing almost seven years in prison. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what people will, no matter how much you say I'm innocent and that's not what happened and this is what happened, once you do that much time in prison, people are gonna just believe what they wanna believe. Like, mm-hmm. people were like uncomfortable being around me. Like, I, I'm here to tell you that everyone who was in prison. Is not guilty the same way everyone who's not in prison is not innocent.
1: Listen, listen. Um, one time for the people in the back.
2: So um, you know, I just felt like I had to do damage control. You know, people felt uncomfortable being around me. Like, well, she it says here that she went to prison for X, Y, and Z. Like, we don't know if we can work with her. And I just felt like people had only seen one side of me my Whole life, they seen you know the Annie up girl and the lean back walk around the metal detectors like they didn't know, like you know, Ramima, the mom or the daughter or the wife or any of those things. So I'm like, what better place to display the good sides about me yeah. than on the absolute train wreck of <laughs> hip hop? Like, oh, these people are so horrible,
0: Yo, that they're gonna make no, you look like
2: no. I'm gonna have a walk in the park being the good oh, one here. My God. So, like, seriously, I think people enjoy seeing absolute train wrecks, things that, like, that could never be me. That's horrible. That's the worst. Or people that are so perfect, it's like... That that could never be needed. Like, it, there's no medium. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times people like, you know, you get on, these people get on um, reality TV, and they're throwing drinks, and they're just, all, I already knew, I'm like, no one's ever going to throw a drink at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Can you imagine? I was not worried about that at all. Like, that's not going to happen. But, <laughs> you know, people were like, you know, what happened? They, they're going to spin it around and make you look crazy. And I'm like, if I'm not acting crazy, when the camera's on, it's impossible to spin anything any type yeah. of way because I'm not giving you that, you know, that footage or or that material to work with. But what me and my husband have is actually really, really genuine. And mm-hmm. people were worried, like I'm worried about you guys. I see people in relationships and they go on these reality TV shows, and you know, their their relationships go to shit. And I'm like, well. Considering that I was in prison for almost seven years, and, you know, he kind of stuck around. I'm still waiting patiently every day for some random email, like, yeah, bitch, I was fucking mad while you was going. Like, Every now and then I check random emails, like, let me So, wait,
0: you've never gotten
2: any of those emails? No, you know that's what side chicks do. They wait till you're happy, and they start letting the emails (laughs) fly. Oh, you think you're happy? What about this bitch? So, you know... I haven't gotten any of those. And, you know, he really was there from day one. The first year that I was away, he literally came to visit me every single day, 365 days wow. a year, like, out of the year. To the point that I had to tell him, like, listen, you have a job, you know? Like, <laughs> this is not going to last because you're going to be walking here soon. Like, you, go, you have to, you know, worry about you, too. And he's just, like, I... I swear, and it's bad, and I'm going to say this to all of us as women, we have kind of been programmed in a way to think that all men are pieces of shit. And we've been well. rightfully programmed. We should think that. With evidence. But, with evidence. So, <laughs> we, we, this has been, this is known. <laughs> but what happens is, which is in my case, when you do find a guy that is different from everyone else, we're so programmed that guys are... Trash that we can accept it like literally for the first I did six years four months and five days I would say probably up to six years four months and three days I was like you're gonna leave I know you're gonna leave you're not gonna wow. be sticking around like I just couldn't believe that somebody would care that much about me to put their whole life aside and just be dedicated to me. And I think sometimes as women we block our blessings and we because we're so focused on the negative, like there's no like I never thought like there's no way this guy's gonna do it. No guy does that. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't. Like I couldn't have sex with him. Like I know how much we were having sex before I got locked up. I'm like, he is definitely out there doing something. <laughs> there's like no way on this planet. But what happens is when you do find that person that loves you and that they cherish you, they're not gonna risk you know, what they have with you for that momentary satisfaction. And that's that's what I found with him. So when I got on that show, I told him, like, listen, don't try to be pulling out no baby mamas or nothing crazy from door number two.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't try to, like, I um, don't do it because I don't know how I'm going to react. Like, I'm telling you, like, right, right. I'm, I'm going to try to behave and be, you know, the, the person that we are. But I just want to, I said, the name of the show is Love and Hip Hop. For once, you know, live up to... The title and Mona Scott, who you know, who's the creator behind that, she was like, "I think you guys embody what love in hip hop is, and that I want to showcase that." And they did. That doesn't go to say that he doesn't get on my nerves sometimes because he does. He's getting oh, on my nerves right now because he keeps calling me, knowing that I'm doing an interview. But you <laughs> have to, you know, weigh the problem. Do you want him to be faithful and get on your nerves and call you too much? Or do to you want every chick that he walks fast and don't call you at all? Like you know, Great. So.
1: started watching Love & Hip Hop j- literally just for this interview. And I was honestly surprised I know, thank you, you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly surprised by how many tender, genuine beautiful moments there were between y'all and that there aren't that many places in pop culture where I'm thinking about what it means to be an incarcerated family mm-hmm. and like what toll that takes on individuals and what the prison system does to families mm-hmm. Like, I got into a lot through Love and & Hip Hop and I'm curious like You say people don't understand what it was like in there. Like, what Um, don't people understand?
2: (laughs) Well, one, it's horrible. It's designed to be horrible, and it's designed to break you. Mm. It's called a correctional system and a rehabilitation centers, but it does not correct anything, and it does nothing to rehabilitate you. It doesn't prepare you to come back into society. After you've done your time, you're still stigmatized. You can't get a job. Mm. You can't. Even get housing, you can't. You know, most of your friends and family have moved on with their lives, and it, it was more so bad for women because I've been to visit men in prison before. Like, you know, younger, and you have the the bad boyfriend. Like, I'm gonna go see my boyfriend in jail. You get there, and like his other girlfriend is there, and you get into a fight, and they kick you out because like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's really crazy. But you go to the prison where these women are at, and it is like tumbleweeds blowing through the visiting floor. There's no one there. Their friends, you know, their besties are gone, with moving on with their lives with their kids or their man or whatever they're doing at their wow. jobs. Um, the parents, if they have children, the parents are usually stuck raising their children. I've been in there with women who, have, who literally, Bedford Hills is about 45 minutes from here. People mm. who live in the tri-state area in the five boroughs who haven't seen their children in a decade. Like, people literally just throw them away. They forget about them. Like, they're not important. And women get double the sentence that a man would get for the same crime. They feel like, you know,
0: I didn't know you're that. a woman.
2: You're supposed to be a nurturer. You're supposed to be feminine. Wow. And you're supposed to be, how dare you commit a crime? Or how dare you get accused of committing a crime? Or whatever the case may be. And um, it was just really heartbreaking to know. It was, at any given time, a thousand women in the prison And everybody has a visit every day. I would be on the visiting floor with me and my husband and maybe one other girl, maybe two. You'll see people sometimes on Mother's Day, people come up that one holiday out of the year. Mm. 365 days is a long time every day when you're getting one hour to be outside. God, and God forbid if you were like me who stayed in trouble because I was like doing stuff like having phones and hair dye.
0: And what? Eyelashes. Like, Let's try, talk about try this Q. trouble. Like, where did you get the hair dye from? I, I don't snitch. <laughs> I had to try. I but had to try. You get in
2: trouble, and you know it's like you would be locked up while you're locked up, and mm. it's like kind of inhumane. Like you get to take a shower three times a week
3: wow. for
2: ten minutes. So you, would, I would get a shower on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for ten minutes. On those other days, you get like a little bucket of hot water. So obviously, when that time of the month rolls around, you want to die. Oh my god! Like it's it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like. And then the way it's just set up for women, you can get, you could get a curling iron, you can get lipstick, you can get, what um, other unnecessary female stuff? You can get all the, all these things for women, but you can't get um, sanitary napkins or tampons, like just wow. stupid stuff. Like I didn't understand it. Like so, I can get a lipstick. Like not every woman wears lipstick. Not mm-hmm. every woman is gonna need. You know a curl ninety at some point in your life maybe uh, for a long period you're gonna need some type of sanitary products and you can get them like it was it's just things that I noticed while I was there because mm. I was there so i I experienced it I would never have ever experienced it had I not went through that and most of my friends that I have now are people that I met there like my real friends I guess or the friends I grew up with mm. like they forgot about me a year later after a year was gone. like You know, they stuck it out the first couple of months. Then year two came, year three, year five, year six. They have children that I don't know. They have things like people going with their lives. And it's weird because in this system they force you to, you know, integrate and be around women. But then when you come home like I am now, like it's a rule post-release supervision or parole or whatever, you're not allowed to interact with anybody who has a felony or anything like that. So these are people that I done cried with because Christmas comes, New Year's comes, Mm -hmm. and you're crying with these people together, and now I can't talk to them, or now I can't send them anything, or I risk going back to prison. So it's like, I don't get it, I don't understand. I would be there with someone who probably has the similar case as me and i had eight years and they had 28 years Mm -hmm. and the girl over there who you know has nothing nowhere near as serious as a violent crime she had something had to do with you know checks or credit cards and she has 15 years so you're like there's no logic to the system they can just pretty much give you whatever number they feel like giving you very arbitrary your life is like just done like that's why I'm so thankful to God that I'm able to sit here and talk to you people and just be successful and be able to take care of my family. Most of my friends mm. are struggling to find a job. They're still, they've been home for two, three years, still struggling to find housing. They don't have any money. Like, they don't have anything. So, you know, it's it's really hard as a woman, as a black woman, as a black woman with a felony. Forget about it. Like, <laughs> dude, mm. you... You have so many strikes against you.
0: What if we handed you a magic wand right now? We were like, you can change anything that you want about the the prison system, specifically like the women's prison system, the way that women are treated in prison. What would you change?
2: <sighs> I don't know. It's it's so much that that I would change. I feel like the there's there's some people that you know everyone's not perfect and you know people make mistakes and like but there's some people who i know that went to prison they were 17 18 years old mm. they're 35 years old i don't i don't think the same way that i think now when i was 25 or when i was 17 so it's like it's it has to be some type of something where people are are, are treated like you're still a person you're still a human being and the way that we're treated like, that's probably why I'm so easy to be open and talk about things now, because that's one thing, good thing that the system did to me. And they're reading all my mail, mm. they're listening to all my phone calls, they are literally strip searching me whenever they feel like it. Mm. And it got to the point where I was just like, I done showed everything of me to strangers that treated me like crap. So it's, it's nothing for me to sit here with people who are genuinely, you know, showing me love and just give them all of me, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think that people need to be looked at differently. You can't judge somebody based on one action that they commit, that they may or may have not committed in their entire life. Like, you can do 20, 25, 30 years of good and get into one thing and everything good that you've done is negated and you'll just be based on that one thing, like me, even me, people judge me all the time. Like I get called an inmate and a felon, and it's like mm. I just don't let it bother me because I know that I'm blessed and God did all of that for some reason. He did all of that to me, and I've been able to touch a lot of people and help a lot of people since then. So you know, I'm hey, I'm actually glad mm. that you know I'm I'm able to sit here and, and share my story with people mm. and give people hope that you know it's not over. <laughs>
1: A lot, a lot can happen in six, seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, We went from, like, gauchos being mildly a fad to culottes being the thing we call them now. Gauchos. I don't know, just mad fashion trends go here and there and rap from when you like went in versus where we're at now mm-hmm. like i feel like trap wasn't really popping all crazy We before. went through a and lot of of Now the flows are all like no no hit it hit it hit it in seven in it
0: huh it fire fire
3: right.
0: <laughs> We just made a trap song. Uh, I don't know if y'all, y'all, y'all knew that. I
1: don't know what y'all talking about. No, but I like did you did you feel like you had to hop on like a different wave like so much can change in that time?
2: Um I just I just be me. You know, I don't know how to be anybody else but me. You know, there's some people that are great at being other people and being fake and
1: mm. you know,
2: just switching to whatever they think is the it thing, you know? Uh,
1: so you didn't feel a pressure to become a trap artist?
2: Um no. <laughs> a different I type did. Of trap artist. <laughs> no. <laughs> I the thing is this. I can't really hold up a facade for too long. You catch me on a bad day, and they be like, "Yeah, Ram," because the other day, and I'm like, "No, nah, that was not the day. I don't feel like that
3: anymore. <laughs> like, I
2: would never, ever be able to uphold any type of image at all. Like that's why I just be myself. I know I can do that one really well. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, you know, I feel like that. That's why people sometimes, you know, they end up looking stupid or getting exposed because they were trying to be something that that they were not. And um, I just, I don't know. I grew up in a home. When I did grow up in home, because <laughs> I had my points when I wasn't there, but with my with my mom and my grandmother, and my grandmother had five daughters, so I grew up around a lot of women, mm. and they all have really, really bad attitudes. <laughs> and, um, no, really bad. I don't think you understand, really. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a lot of them were single moms, and I just... I just learned from watching them that you just be who you are if people don't accept you for who you are. I don't want to have to make somebody like me. If you like me, I want you to like me because you like me. I don't want to have to jump through hoops if I'm like, oh, now I like her. Like, no, I want you to like me for me. I don't want to create this person, or I don't want to have to ever go outside and be like, OK, I got to go do this event at the wing. Let me turn into Remy Ma. Like, no, yeah. I want to be me at all times. Anybody who sees me here or they see me you know, on a plane or whatever, they're always going to say that they met the the same person, you know? yeah,
0: yeah. So you're an independent artist. Yes. Um, what does
2: what does that mean? Or what, does what does that entail? mean to
0: you? Like, That's what does question. independence mean to um, you? Like
2: now, independent is okay. I'm gonna try to break this down really quick. In most deals, every record deal that I've had, three record deals. and most of these deals, the artists you make all the music. You you know find somebody and unless you know how to do it, just I'm not that talented where I know how to make my own beats. But you have someone who makes the beat. You have this idea. You make your music, and the record label they say, hey, we're gonna give you this money. We're gonna promote it. We're gonna make sure you know the radio plays it. We're gonna give you money for your video. We're gonna do all these things, and um, we pretty much own everything that you do. It's ours. Mm. From the second that it comes out of your mouth, so 20 years from now, you know, if they want to use Conceited in a, you know, CoverGirl commercial, yes. they don't pay me anything because I don't own it. I wrote it; it's my song, but the record label that I was signed to, they own it. Mm. And um, when I'm selling all of these you know, music, or whatever, before I get a dime. Oh, yeah, that video that we said we paid for, we paid for it, but we didn't really pay for it. We needed our money back for that, plus interest. So, you know, that's how the system worked when I had a record deal. Now, because of things like the internet and streaming... And, you know, the closing of record stores, they sign artists to what are called 360 deals, where they literally have their hand on every single thing you do. If you're doing a performance, they get a percentage of that. If you have merchandise, they have a percentage of that. If you get an endorsement deal, they have a percentage of that. Any single thing that you touch, because that's the only way they can make money. They're not really making money off of record sales and things like that. So they're signing these people to 360 deals, and they still own your masters, and they own... Everything, that is you. As an independent artist, I take my own
3: money. Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Mm.
2: (laughs) I take my own money and I invest it into myself. One, I know where the money's going to. And two, I, I appreciate it more because you... You're gonna work hard. If you put up fifty thousand of your own dollars, trust me, you're gonna take it really fucking serious. As opposed to uh, if a label puts up fifty thousand, like they take it back, but it's not like they're taking it out of your pocket. They're recouping it, so it's not like literally Mm -hmm. coming from you. And I own my masters. From now on, like if down the line someone says, hey, we want to use all the way up, I'll be like, give me a second. Hey, Joe, they want to use our record. You want to give them your 50%? I'll give them mine. They're paying us. Like, you know, it, it gives me something to pass on to my children that, that, that is theirs, as opposed to, you know, record exec Joe Schmo passing it down to his children and then and he didn't do anything, but, right, you know. Right. Put up the money. He doesn't. They don't know how to make music. They don't know how to write songs. So why should they? That was one of the things that you know the artist Prince would fight for. That he was trying to tell artists about for years. Mm-hmm. How we were being pimped out and holed out. So you know that's independence means it's yours and you have something tangible that you can pass down and live off of. Like this is not a business of longevity. You know, it's changing even more so each day. You get a certain, ah, oh, she's old, she's washed up, she's this, or he's going like, so you got to make sure that your business is right for when they throw you away and take the next hot artist that they think is coming out. Mm. So that's independent.
0: Mm. How did you learn all this stuff? Right. Like, who taught um, you to be so, like, on top of, like, the the business part of well, all of this? Well, when
2: I was in prison, and I had a lot of time to think, I pretty much subscribed to every billboard and every type of magazine that tells you about the business. And I started seeing how they were calculating the Nielsen sound scan and the touring budgets and the people that were touring. And I was looking at it like, in rap, they throw their so-called legends away. And other genres of music, like Madonna goes go sell out right now, even though she came out in the 70s and the 80s, or mm-hmm. a Bruce Springsteen, or you know, a Mariah Carey. Only in rap do these people you have a very short time period. So I started looking at things like that. And then I also realized that I had went through hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions, God, I don't even want to think about it, of dollars on dumb shit. I had a whole bunch of pocketbooks and shoes Mm. and all this stuff that wasn't worth shit.
3: Mm. It wasn't
2: worth anything. When people were calling and they were using my song in video games and they were using, like when these games were coming out for phones and the Just Dance, they were using my music. And I wasn't getting money for it. I could have used it. I was in prison, not making a dollar off of anything. And the record label was making all of that. And I was like, I would never, ever do that again. Like, why do they deserve that? Like, I didn't need it, especially now in this day and age where you can become a sensation just over the internet. Like, you people. It's a different channel. You don't really need that push or that backing from the label. So I was mm. like, when I go home, I'm never, ever doing it. They may have all mm. of those that i done, but any new material that I do from this day forward, mm. I'm going to own it, and I'm going to have it. And that's just from observation, really.
0: Mm. I would love to be able to look at somebody and be like, I own my master's, bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Speaking of, <laughs> mm, 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 mm. y'all like that transition? <laughs> Um, we, I feel like we would be run out of the city if we did not ask about <laughs> a certain song that you released recently, mm-hmm. uh, called do Sheether.
2: I don't own. know if you remember, I don't know if might heard <laughs> Are it. Are we there for this? <laughs> <laughs> um...
0: I feel like the release of this track was one of those like, historical moments where you know where you were when you heard it, right? <laughs> oh, I know where I was. Where, I was where laying, were you, Tracy? I was laying in my black-ass bed. <laughs> uh, my roommate is here somewhere. I don't know where she is, but she texted me because there she is in the corner. She texted me because it was like 1, 2 o'clock, and I'm still in the bed because it's Saturday or whatever, and I'm just like, I'm tired. And she sends me a text with a link, and she says... She said, Remy just released a Nicki diss track that hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, oh shit, let me peep it. And I, every time I yelped out loud, she was mm-hmm. in the living room, she would laugh and just be like, girl, I know, girl, I know.
1: I, so, was, I was literally on vacation. I had to pause vacation. This one was in
0: Trinidad. <laughs> I mean, in a goddamn
1: hammock with that one. In a hammock with like, pause, this Pause, pause, y'all,
0: pause, team. We right, have to listen right, to this right, right now. So, I I mean like my, not to make this about me, but I...
2: (laughs) We haven't been talking about you all night. (laughs) I just have a note to name my children after you, but go ahead.
0: You also know that I'm ovulating right now, but this is not about me, y'all. That's not why we're here. Um, I identify as a Nicki fan. I identify as a Remy fan. I identify as a hip hop fan. Okay. And so this for me was like a return to like, and I don't want to be like one of those like mid thirties, like, oh, this is real hip hop, son. It's real hip hop. We beefing. But that's how I felt. I was like, yes, yes. This is. It was fun for me. It was a lot of fun for me to like see and experience. Um, but. It, it, to be honest like my head is still kind of spinning and i i know like the history and the timeline but not for real mm-hmm. so here's my understanding of it please okay. correct me when i fuck up because i'm going to fuck up i've been researching for a week and i'm just like so somebody made a song i don't know <laughs> so here's my understanding okay once upon a time nikki made a song called dirty money which something contained subliminal shots at you You responded with the song that many think was about Nicki, but it really wasn't. Nicki made a song (laughs) with Gucci called Make Love, which many people think was dissing you. And now we're here at the wing about to talk about Sheether, which was in response to Make Love?
1: Can you please just give us the timeline? I'm so
0: confused. Basically, (laughs) we don't know how we got here.
2: Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, okay, I do not condone or recommend the tearing down of another female. Of course, that's not what I do. Sure. Anybody that knows me knows that I I embrace females. I I always want to do like some girl oriented thing. I think we work so much better when we work together.
0: Yes. And when for we sure. help each
2: other. And, you know, I, um, I, just, I just don't, especially when I know someone who's come from somewhere like I have come from, when you come from the bottom and you've actually managed to make something out like of yourself, I, that just makes me happy. It just makes me all machine-side.
3: Mm.
2: However, in the events that you piss me off and we become our enemies, run for coverage. Because I don't care. Like then I don't care anymore. Now I was like there's nothing even, you know, to think about. But no, real realistically, it's 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 a lot that was going on. There was things that were set on record like the record thing I, I feel like as women, and I've said this since the first time I've ever touched a mic, that You're supposed to say you're the best, and this is just not in rap. This is in any field. I don't care what you're doing, whether it's law, it's medicine. If you're a secretary, you're supposed to think you're the best damn one that's out there. I don't care if the chick next to you has you know a fancy little desk and she gets paid more than you. Like, so (laughs) what? I'm still the best coffee maker in here. Like, that's it. Yeah. So you know, right? So and and that's how I feel. You should always feel. You should wake up and feel like you're the best at what you do. And if you're not, you don't feel like that. You can be better, or you will be the best. You should never feel like. Oh, you're number two to anybody, or you should never make yourself number two to anybody. That's just how I am. I I've always been like that. I don't care what anyone says, I just think that I'm the shit. So
1: hey.
2: I encourage other people to feel like that. You just feel so much better. Like I I've I've went <laughs> like, no, I've went through periods where you know I felt like you know I was all my friends were short and they were light skinned, they had long hair, and I was like five nine <laughs> and I had this snappy, curly thing going on. You know, and I went through those those um phases where I felt like I didn't fit in with everybody else. And then one day I just woke up and I was like, This is dumb. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna keep bleaching my hair, it keeps falling out every time I try to lighten it, like these contacts is too much. Like I just woke up one day and was like, this is who I am and that's who I'm gonna be, and that's that. Mm-hmm. So when when you have someone that is behind the scenes, you know, doing little catty things to you and sneaky things to you. That that bothers me. I don't really care about things on the record. People's like, oh, she was subbing you when she said that. Cause I had people doing that. Oh, I think she's talking about you. Okay. If she doesn't say my name, if anyone if and that's not just to her, to anybody. If you don't say my name, I don't care. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I think she's talking about me and waste of space. I'm worried about getting this back. And right. what I mean about getting this back, I mean I need this money. I need to make sure that the bag is secured, I don't right. care you about family. anything else. No cattiness because a lot of times that's what women do. Women are very catty. Women are very competitive, and then a lot of times it's the men that are around that's like, oh, I think she's talking about you, or Yo, she's trying to take are your so spot, emotional. or she's trying to do this. Like, and then we feed into it, and and then it turns into something else, and they step back and be like, I'm staying out of that girl stuff. You started it. <laughs> So, you know, I, it was never really, it was it was music things, but it was about behind the same things. Like I said, when I did on Wendy, when I mm-hmm. actually said I was done, and I don't want to talk about it no more because when I'm done, I'm done. I'm going to say what I say, and that's that. It bothered me, though, like when I'm promoting, I'm not like, yo, I want her to do her thing, and I'm happy, but like I actually liked her. Yeah. You know, I, I still don't have a problem at her, but don't try to come for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I and, and I explain to people and my husband thinks it's the sickest thing on the planet. He's like like how do you just Catalog information about people, in the yeah. event that one day you might get into an argument. <laughs> so I'm gonna explain it. I'm gonna explain it, it a little some, bit because it the sounds kind of <laughs> sick that I do that. But let me tell you what happened. <laughs> when I was younger, I would have arguments with people, and then I, I wasn't good at arguing. Like I, the argument would be over, and I'd be like two hours later, and I felt like I thought I got my whole asshole chewed out. <laughs> I'd be like, I had good points. I just couldn't think of them at the time <laughs> because I was so mad. <laughs> And, and it just skipped my mind. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start cataloging this in the event that everything, anything ever happens, I'm going to be prepared in future arguments. Sounds crazy, but I started winning arguments after then. That's smart. Like, people would get into me, and I'd be like, haha! I bet you she didn't remember that time when she borrowed my shirt and never gave it back. So, you know, it, it kind of started, like, with that. So when when I get upset, it's like everything. I just open that little file cabinet and I just oh go in on every single thing that you've ever, ever done in your entire life. And you know, you can do it back to me, but that's why I live a certain way and I live trying to be me. So this way my file cabinet that you have for me can only be but so big because I don't really do much. Right. You know, I'm always the same way. I treat everyone the exact same. Most people either really, really love me. Well, most people really hate my guts. I don't really have people that just like me. There's, I'm, there's no gray area with me. You hate me or you love me. Like, yeah. So I, I just feel like with, with that record, it's, it's what I said, like, I was never waiting for a response because when I have an argument, I wanted to. I don't want to argue, and I say something, then you say something to hurt my feelings, and I say something back. No, I want to shut you word. down, that's yeah. it. I don't want to say anything. Like I'm one of those people that you have an argument, I say everything, and then I walk out. <laughs> Where you're sitting, there, like, and that's it. Slam. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go back and forth. Which I don't want to give you a chance to hurt my feelings back. Right, like, that's right. not Cool. But I definitely. I, I. It's been a lot. It won't go away. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't real. I realized recently that I really mastered the art of arguing after I put out this record, and I'm like, maybe I I should have took it a little easy. You think but, so? No, I don't think so. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. But um, you know, it's 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 over now. Yeah. Know? I mean, if she wants to say something, then cool. But I have said what I had to say, and that's mm-hmm. really it. If she wants so, to.
0: I know that your take right now is, you know, I said what I said. I don't care if she responds or not. Right. But do you think that she will?
2: I don't care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do you
2: know what it means to not care? Like, <laughs> you Honestly, really don't, don't think care about, about everything. Like, I really don't. Like, my favorite thing is like I don't care. I don't. If it doesn't have anything like this, this music thing, uh, it's a blessing and it's it's a wonderful thing to be able to do something that's fun to you and that you enjoy and make money off of it. But when I was away all of that time, I wasn't dreaming about being in the studio. I wasn't, you know, wishing that I can go and, you know, make music. Like, I had those moments where I was like, oh, that beat is dope. I wish I could have rapped on it. But for the most part, I missed my husband. Mm. I was missing, you know, certain things that my mom cooks. I was missing, you know, just doing normal stuff, like going to the movies and stuff like that. And that's the things that I care about. I don't mm. think about. Music. All day. I try to think about it. Not at all. Like, really. That. That's not. Life is not that. I wasted so much time doing that prior to my incarceration. That's all I thought about. I would miss Christmases. I would miss Thanksgivings. I would miss. No, I have a show. Or I have to go overseas. Or I have a tour. Or I have this. I have that. And I didn't care about any of the little things. When you miss your only child's elementary graduation, junior high school graduation, when you miss mommy muffin day and things like that mm-hmm. like you start reevaluating your life and the things that you feel are important and a priority. I'm not going to sit here and waste I literally was on high alert all last week like cuz if she says one thing, I'm going to go <laughs> with like I was on high alert last week. I'm like I cannot waste the, any more time of my life on something so stupid as like a rat Beef. Like, and, and plus, I don't want it to go somewhere outside of music. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. even though I said some really potent things and things that I really girl feel potent. strongly about. Ooh, girl You know.
1: Girl. It was a full seven minutes of potent. <laughs> there was not. I
2: just wanted to make sure I got everything.
1: <laughs> On I felt nut, seven
2: minutes was fair. Okay.
1: Listen, there was not a chorus. There was a there wide was a breadth of topics covered. Did yes. you feel like there's anything in particular that's, like, off limits when it comes to that? No. No, n- nothing about family, nothing personal, nothing you wouldn't nope. want said
2: about you. Nope.
0: Everything's fair game.
2: Every this like that's like saying like oh you have a fight with somebody but don't pull my hair. I'm tender-headed. I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't get into my a migraine, fight. Like, my migraine. My migraine. tender-headed.
0: Like, so you
2: like that's how I feel though. Like, <laughs> like don't pull my hair, I'm mad tender-headed. Like, please, like punch me <laughs> in my face. That's that's it. Just <laughs> everything below the forehead. Yeah.
0: So you, you used the word fun at one point and mm-hmm. as I said before, first I was like, oh my God. But then I was like, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So was this I was enjoying myself as well. Yeah, was this I mean, I don't rap, never raps, never thought I was a rapper. Uh but was this is this was it fun? Because to me it was like a return to like, you know, like the roots of just like the game did you enjoy it did you like, like put on a you... candle yeah like when you wrote it did you like set the scene you had like a put little on like a nice little robe yeah I don't know nice your nice battle sack. rap robe
1: I don't know
0: or were you like doing no. like push-ups in the corner like I'm about to bite this bitch yes. like yeah. mom's spaghetti like drinking raw eggs and no. shit like what was the process like
2: yeah Selene <laughs> I didn't do it like I didn't think of it like that. I didn't realize that it was seven minutes until after it was done. Like you, you ever like have an argument with your man? Like you go in and you realize after like yeah, I was cursing him out for the past three hours. <laughs> like, I guess shit, I had all my I missed my show. <laughs> like, it was like one of those type of things. Like I didn't realize it was that long until after it was done because I was like oh, and then another thing, and you got people walking around
0: here. <laughs> oh, and I forgot. Like it was like one of those. I just those think it's funny situations. how. <laughs> That's the kiss of death. Mm -hmm. I just think it's funny how. Um, One more question. I'm sorry. Um, I love, I really, really love that you started this portion of the discussion talking about empowerment and support Mm -hmm. for women in the game across like any sort of lines. Um, And I, I saw in our research, when we were researching, you did an interview with Wrap Up. A while ago, I think it was shortly after you came back home, mm-hmm. and you were talking about a conversation that you had with Nikki once you got home. She called mm-hmm. you, and you were like, "Listen, they're gonna try to pit us against each other." Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that's what ha- what happened here? Like, do you some think some of like, it, yeah, some
2: of it, I think, but but it just it just bothers me that this record that I put out, where it's literally picking apart a of female, went so viral and every, you know, media outlet wants to talk about it and pick it up. I feel like we could have did that same thing working together. Mm. Like I, I would have liked it so much better that way. You know what I'm saying? Like Why it doesn't
3: didn't you
2: It wasn't me. You know, it wasn't me. Like, were there you projects
1: you were supposed to work
2: on? They, they, you can't force somebody to do something that they don't want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. or and, and sometimes, I don't know, I don't really know because we, ne- we never had that conversation. Maybe one day if, you know, we sit down, I'm like, why didn't we work together? Or why, what was the problem? Or did you feel any type of way? So I don't know, I just... I personally think it would have just been so much cooler to be like, "Yo, she's in this world, and she did this, and I'm in this world, and I did this, and we came together and we made something crazy." And everybody's like, "Yo, did you hear that sheet th- that they did together?" And like, mm. you know what I'm saying, like, talking about something different as opposed to, "Yo, did you hear the sheet that whatever." I was like, da, da, da. "Like, <laughs> I just feel like it could have been totally different." I'm, I'm, I'm not, just, mm, I don't regret it, but I'm not as particularly proud of it. Like, I don't feel like I just think it's crazy the way. People celebrate, you know, women attacking each other as opposed to working together. And as women, sometimes we don't see the the value in us working together. Yeah, mm-hmm. We were so busy trying to make sure that we're the cutest or we're the prettiest or we're the most popular. We like that you don't realize like working together is just like so could be so powerful. And I learned that. Being, I learned a lot of things in prison, not because they taught me that, but because I was forced to learn it. Like when We couldn't, you know, when we didn't have tissue or just when we couldn't get certain things, how women came together and was like, listen, we're going to not go buy anything from commissary, and we're going to force them to pay attention to us. So we're going to force them to change the phone system because it's costing us too much to call our families, and we make 11 cents an hour. Like, I seen how, you know, women were working together, and it was successful, and it was, you know, and it was peaceful, and, and it wasn't, like, we, that's all we had to lean on to each other. Like I, I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. I hated women before I went to prison. You get to catch me dead with more than really? two girls. Like why? Because I always felt like women are always trying to tear each other down. They're always catty. They like trying to like screw your man. They're like you know trying to like just make you feel less than they are. It's just always a competition. So I always grew up with and hung around a lot of guys, and I just had this real bad perception. Of women and females, as opposed to you know being friends with them, you know? And I learned through my ordeal that you know that's not always the case. Like once once you take out the the competitiveness and the cattiness, and you're all fighting for the same cause, like we are very powerful. Mm. First of all, guys are like listen to anything we say. Like, speak I can, on it. I speak can pretty on much it. get my husband to do anything because he doesn't want to argue with me. So I, <laughs> We kind of, you know, we have the leverage. We we have children, so we can install certain things into our children. We can, you know, kind of coerce our men into doing things. So when we are all on the same accord, we can be very powerful. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you do you feel like there are spaces like the wing where where women gather, even if it's sort of informally, like? spaces like that
2: in hip-hop, even if they're not, like, real physical spaces? Yeah. Like, is there um, a wing in
0: the hip-hop game? Right. Are y'all, like, on an email thread? Somewhat.
2: <laughs> Somewhat. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you an example. They're, they're, but they're, it's usually with the the women that came from, like, I talked to Moni Love. There's a Moni, Moni Love, Moni in the Allie, Queen Latifah, um, MC. Like, they have, like, this, like, you know, sisterhood thing going on. Like, when everything started happening, like, are you okay? Is everything all right? Mm. You know, what, what's going on? Is there anything we can do? Like, this is not going any further. Like, you know, they're, they're very, very, um, like, mother figure type thing. Like, you know, to where they try to look after us and give us, like, I've never seen one of them. they not give me pointers on my career or advice. And it, it's, a, it's a great thing, but it's nothing tangible. Like you know what I'm saying? It's nothing like this. This I've never been to anything like this ever. Like this is Same. the only one RGB. <laughs> Shout that out to the wings. <laughs> Shout out to now. the wings. <laughs> for now. This yeah. is like the only one. And I think <laughs> it's so dope and it's so cool where you can have because like I don't really have many friends at all. Like the friends that I do have, I'm not really allowed to talk to them. I'm not supposed to be around <laughs> them. So you know, the only friend that I have is my husband, but I can't like have the same conversation that I would have with my husband that I would with a girlfriend. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying like I will tell him anything and we talk about everything and we share it, but it's not the same. so that that female to female bond like real quick, I know this has nothing you guys want to wrap it up. Like no, please talk forever.
0: Like no, I like, live here now.
2: It's thing, fine. <laughs> <laughs> we all I recently you know, had an ectopic pregnancy. A lot of people are saying it's a miscarriage, but an ectopic pregnancy is actually a normal pregnancy when everything is fine, your um, pregnancy test comes back positive, you Do everything like a normal pregnancy, but the baby is growing inside your fallopian tubes as opposed to your uterus. Your uterus is designed to expand. Your fallopian tubes, not so much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what happens is once it gets to a certain point in the pregnancy, your fallopian tube can either burst when you will have to get surgery, or if they catch you soon enough, they can give you medicine, which shrinks the fetus or whatever, and you can save the tube. In my situation, this was my second time having an ectopic pregnancy, so I don't have neither one of my fallopian tubes. So, I was really excited about like at first I was totally against it because I thought like this wasn't a good time to have a kid. But once I found out I was pregnant, my husband was so happy. I was like, okay, I'm happy. Let's go. Let's create. It's a wonderful. It was thing. so cute.
3: I
0: saw. It on so, the show.
2: yeah, I was really really happy. And then you know I found out other other things happened in the following weeks. So, note to women: If the second that you find out you're pregnant get a sonogram please just to find out and make sure everything is where it's supposed to be because most of the time it goes as far as mine did because they don't give you a sonogram until you're further along, but whatever. So I found that out and I was devastated. I'm like, you know, I really want to have a child, like to know that I won't be able to ever have children was just crazy to me. And the doctor, after I stopped boohooing snacks and burgers, he was like, it's all right, it's fine. Your uterus is fine, your eggs are fine, we just don't have fallopian tubes. We can do it in vitro, put the baby where it needs to be, everything will be fine. So I'm like, yes, yeah, great, fantastic. He's like, yeah, it's gonna cost you anywhere between ten and twenty thousand, but you know, you'll Ooh, be fine. my
3: god. What?
2: I didn't think about it because, you know, I'm not bragging. It's but I have about ten or twenty thousand to pay for it. So I didn't think about it. I was just like, great, I can have a baby. That's all I was thinking. It wasn't until I came out with it that I learned that a lot of other women go through what I went through because I definitely felt like I was the only person on the planet that this has ever happened to. Mm. And about 80% of women that can't have children would actually be able to have children if they could afford a vitro. Mm. So 80% is a large portion. So there are 80% out of uh, 100% of women who can't have children naturally. 80% of them probably could have children if they could afford a vitro. So, what bothered me about that, two things. One, we have all these politicians that claim they're pro life and, you know, we should not be able, these women should not be able to get abortions and all this other stuff. There's nothing more pro life than helping a woman who wants to have a child have a child.
0: Listen. Mm-hmm.
2: Then I realized that health insurance doesn't cover in vitro. So I can use my health insurance to not have a child Mm -hmm. if I want to, but I can't use my health insurance to conceive. I can use my health insurance if I want to be skinny and get a gastric bypass or something like that, but not if I want to have a child. And that made me, you know, start paying attention to what's really going on in this world, you know, as far as, you know. Women are concerned, and I think that as women, if we came together on situations like that, and we talked more, and we had like I probably wouldn't have went through. I went through I, all the there were like literally like seven women that are close to me. I'm talking hairstylists, makeup artists, aunts that ha- went through with the exact same that thing that I did, and wow. I had no idea, never ever ever didn't talk about it not one time because that's. We don't talk about stuff like that. Like, you don't go, like, hey, girl, yeah, I went and got an abortion every day. Like, oh, oh girl, I went and I'm, I lost my baby. Like, mm. we, you feel embarrassed. You mm. feel ashamed. And we keep these things to ourselves. And I wanted to talk about it because that's how I felt. I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. I felt inadequate as a woman that I couldn't, you know, naturally get pregnant and give my husband a baby. And I was going to have to do all these things. Mm. But all of that went out the window when I realized wait a minute, there's 80% of people. Outside of me, that have the exact same problem, and they don't have the means to pay for this. And as women, we should stick together with people and figure out like we should be able to use our health insurance and do whatever we want. If I want to have a kid, I should be able to have 20 kids if I'm paying for it through my health insurance. And that's just something I want to put on you guys' radar and just like be, you know, be more aware as women and like, you know, talk to each other. Like, no one ever told me, hey, you get pregnant, you should probably get a sonogram because Mm. your baby might not be growing in the right place and then you could ruin your whole body and not be able to have it so you know that's just something that I said before I came in. I was like I want to tell everybody about that so that they nobody in this room would have to go through what what I went through because it was really really horrible mm-hmm. and I, just to say that.
0: I feel like that is a very sturdy and important note to end the official interview on. Um, but the interview's not over. We're gonna do. We're gonna do. We've been having fun this whole time. We're gonna have a little more fun, and we're gonna switch to our rapid fire question portion, which is called. Does anybody know? Pew 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 pew. Y'all are so cute. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: That was so corny. I know, right?
1: (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Listen, if Ugh. you ever want bad
0: jokes, Listen, right here, <laughs> That's what right she here. She does for a living. <laughs> literally, I literally get paid to tell bad jokes. Uh, but these are going to be a lot of um, random questions. Okay. Some weird, but not all of them are weird. We're going to start okay. with a weird one though. So but the idea is rapid fire. A little fast. Yeah. A little quicker than. We're going to try. The, we're we're never fast. The struggles so that we've been on. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question number one comes from a post that our colleague Tali in the UK wrote. Is called. Uh, I've been drinking. It's called, uh, <laughs> would you rather questions that are impossible for a black girl to answer. Okay. It's a very rude post. Please Google it. So would you rather wear a foundation that does not match your skin tone, or have your leave out not match the rest of your weave? You have to pick one. Listen, blame Tali, Tali. So rude. It's so, I agree. But you got to pick one. You got to pick one. For the rest of your I'm life. I'm going
2: with the foundation. Because that really? leave
0: out,
2: you're looking crazy. <laughs> uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: At least Damn. if your hair is popping, they might forgive the foundation meal. But if yeah. you have makeup is late and your hair is like...
0: There's no forgiveness. <laughs> there is no forgiveness. Um, would you rather have chronically chapped lips that no lip balm can heal or always have chronically ashy hands that no lotion can cure?
2: Really? Did you, what are you going to do with your lips? Like, I, as much as I talk with crusty lips, all, all, <laughs> are you dumb? Oh, my God.
0: Fair. Um, so, you were nominated for a Grammy.
2: Three times. Who's <laughs>
0: counting? Okay. I, like... Excited for many reasons, obviously. But Thank the you. thing that I think about whenever I think about the Grammys is the Instagram video of you in that goddamn dress. And the skin was just, mm, mm. it was like if somebody was like, what would it be like if the sun grew legs and decided <laughs> to walk around? That was you. What is your skincare route? Like, yes, what kind of lotion? The children. What kind of butter? Like, um, what do we what kind need of cocoa to do?
2: Well, I don't put anything on my face at all, like. Excuse Nothing. Me. That Just true. Water. No, literally. I only use water and I use a white washcloth. Nothing like that's color there's or dynamic. There's no in
0: cleanser, it. there's no moisturizer, there's Mm-mm. no sheet mask.
2: Nope. She- if when I take off my that makeup, I use Vaseline and then I use water. And vaseline. I keep, you put Vaseline on your face? To get the makeup off. That's Do you a, know like, what I'm but you use it to get the makeup off and then use hot water until the rag is clean and then use cold water to like, close your pores back. I don't... It, every time I try something weird, something weird happens to my face. So <laughs> I don't do that. And as far as my skin, I use this product. It's called um, Gleam, G-L-E-A-M, by Melanie Mills. It is the most amazing stuff on the planet Earth since... Fried chicken.
3: Oh, oh
1: my! Bold claims no, here tonight. It's, ladies. Um, no, seriously. I she can't um, well. she I met her
2: <laughs> in L.A. She works on the set of The Real. She does makeup there, and she used to be Brandy um, Brandy the singer, her artist. I mean, her makeup artist. And she told me she invented it because Brandy has like eczema, so she needed something when she was doing Dancing with the Stars that would like give her the shine or whatever, but also coverage. And she actually made this herself. It comes in different colors. Literally, when you put it on, it's like you have on, like, liquid sun. Like, it's crazy. And it comes in all these different, like, cool colors. Like, it's to the point that when I let people use it, but I it out and drops
0: like <laughs> that's enough. You yes, for you, <laughs> like, just a, just this It's
2: amazing. It makes your skin look. You, I actually use it under my makeup when when I have to do my own makeup. I'll put that on and it makes everything just look so like yummy. It's called Gleam by Melanie Mills. You're and she's welcome, a really, everybody. Really, really nice <laughs> girl. So, it's not it's not um in all the stores yet. It's gonna be in Ricky's soon, but you can go no. to her website. I could we love Ricky's. Okay. We. It's not there yet, I'm waiting. Right now it's just in like professional stores. But you can go like to her website, um, Gleam by um Melanie Mills and you can get it. And all of them are dope. My personal favorites are the rose gold and the deep bronze. But she also has like this new one called like Peachy something that's Anyway,
0: People yeah. People are literally taking okay. down so I, I, I'm you. You, I'm not mad me later.
2: Thank me later. <laughs> like, you don't even have to do your makeup. Sometimes, like, I'll just put it on, I'll do my brows and lip gloss and you just look Ooh. like you just came oh from gosh. where you were at.
0: Okay. I'm about to spend all my money. I'm about to spend all of my money. <laughs> As a, It's not really
2: expensive that's oh, I'm. Just so you money. know, I'm, like, probably, like, the cheapest celebrity on the planet <laughs> Earth.
0: <laughs> I'd be <laughs> like,
2: I hear sale. I'm like, I'm coming right now. Like, <laughs> I do not. I do not play. I'm very, you know, frugal. I respect. Sorry, it. what was that? Frugal. frugal. Not cheap. <laughs> Just you know,
1: <laughs> a cost famous?
0: conscious. <laughs> sure,
1: sure, sure. Right. When did you get your first pair of Timbs? Baby's first Timbs. Ooh. My
2: my son. No. Well, you. Me. You. My first pair of Timberlands.
1: Just as a Bronx resident, I assume. I don't know. It's like a rite of passage. <laughs> You're not born with Tim's though? I don't know. No?
2: I, don't, I don't. That's not it's not like a milestone in my life.
0: <laughs> I just assume <laughs> that's what like, happens like, in the Bronx. Like,
2: no. Um,
0: um baby's first dead ass. No. I mean, I got my first Tim's in high school. I can remember. I still I don't, have I don't them. Oh, that's so cute.
3: i still Kentucky, have
2: them? I can't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't say I wear them. Hold on. Oh, no, no. no. My mama doesn't throw anything away. Timberlands are good for so like there. three
2: wears and after that it's over for them. Like okay. Yes, we don't have Remy money, you,
0: okay? No, <laughs>
2: seriously. Like they are no good after that. They look crazy out there. Like they just start None. doing this.
0: Don't don't
2: get get of those.
0: I receive this word. I receive it.
2: I do but receive um it. I don't I don't really know. That's not something that I've documented. I, I can't tell you my first name. <laughs>
0: So, speaking of the Bronx, again, we have some young ladies from the Bronx here tonight. Hey! hey. Hi, guys! What's did. And this might be a strange question, but what did the Bronx teach you about being a woman?
2: Oh, well, one, the, what did the Bronx teach me? Definitely not to be affected by the word bitch. Like, that was hmm. just like, bitch. Somebody calls me a bitch and I'd be like, <laughs> 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 That's all you can come up with. Like like literally, you'll be walking down the block and they'd be like, Shorty, come in. I'd be like, I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Be like you was just calling me, like right, you thought I like, was cute two like, seconds ago. No, so like definitely, like that word means absolutely nothing to me. Like <laughs> it is like a term of endearment at this point. Like, seriously. I think that like just having like a really tough skin because it was it was hard growing up. When I was growing up, um, I remember a lot of abandoned buildings. I remember, you know, crack valves, like looking like fruity pebbles on the sidewalks. It was like really bad drug epidemic when I was growing up. And um, you just had to watch everything. Like You had to be very, very cautious. As a woman, you know, people think, you know, you're soft and they could just pull one over on you. So... I had to be, you know, hard. I had an older brother and a younger brother who, like, t- abused me for, like, fun. That was, like, their <laughs> favorite pastime. Hey, let's put gum in her hair and see how she handles it. But um, it was it definitely taught me to be independent and to be strong and to just not, not be a pushover, like, seriously, because they did not care that you were a girl. They did not care that, you know, you weighed, like, 60 pounds. and was five, nine. <laughs> they just it gives you tough skin and I think that's why I'm able to deal had I grew up like somewhere like nice, I probably would never have lasted this long in this industry like mm. just the comments alone on like, Social media, I would be like, that's it. I'm killing myself.
3: Like, <laughs> now it's
2: just like, ah, blocked. <laughs> like, doesn't it feel so good when you block somebody? Yes. It's like, I'm ah, <laughs> them.
0: Now you're um, in the sunken place.
1: <laughs> Have you ever, or would you ever get ass shots?
2: No. Oh. Butt shots? <laughs> Are you dumb?
3: <laughs> I am nah. curious. No. I,
2: um, nah. oh. Uh well one I I first of all I, I think my butt is big enough. You, you, I was like this. Let me show you how I get in my jeans. Stand I up mean, one time real on. quick. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: that's you how, gotta do you living get in how I shirt. get
2: in every pair of jeans that I get. <laughs> right? Like God forbid. <laughs> that I had to squeeze anything else into them, like it would be like I would just wear sweats or spandex. So the most people who have ashes think like wear spandex all the time. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't want to own that many pairs of spandex. I actually like jeans. <laughs> but, um, You know, no, I don't. I don't knock people who do. I have a lot of people that I know who've done it because I guess they feel like they, they um want to change their bodies into something else. But I try to encourage people to not go with fads, one, because I definitely think it's a fad that we're going through. And um, not to just like to just love the person that you're like. I have a, my, my daughter. She's actually my stepdaughter, but I look at her like my daughter. She's 20 years old. And she's just be like, I feel like if I had a bigger butt, I would just be so much prettier. I'd be like, how would that affect your face? <laughs>
3: like I just
2: I just don't get it. Like how would you be prettier with a bigger butt? Like just please tell me. And and you know, I so like first of all, like I wish I was out. So she's like this big. Like she's like well, she's actually adorable. But Is this the
0: one that's on the show?
2: Yeah, but she's not the one that's on the show. The one that you see oh. on the show, that's not her. That's <laughs> her, but that's not her. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, she's a totally different person with the camera's off. But um I just, I feel like, you know, you can do what you want, but make sure that you're doing it for you. Like, you know, not because, oh, I think guys like me, or I think this, like, it has to be for you. Me, personally, I'm lucky enough to have somebody that just loves me how I am, and, and he makes me feel like I'm fine the way I am, even when I'm, like, totally, like, a cow, and I'm like, I'm fucking fat as fuck. He'll be like, I like you, I think you look fine. I'm like, shut up, <laughs> Shut up, I just got on the scale and said 195. Shut your ass up! <laughs> you sat there just ate a cheesecake and didn't gain a pound. Shut I up!
0: Hear it. So you know, yeah,
2: you know, I'm lucky enough to have that, but you know, I don't knock people do. It's just not something that I would want to do. Now, what I would now, the question, if you want, to, if I did do it, like it would be my arms, but they would have to like literally cut my whole arm off because it's not fat. It's just like a giant muscle arm. So do they come up with something where they could just cut my arm in half? I'm gonna be the first one online. Like get rid of it. Get it out of here. Like please. Um
0: my fanciful um cosmetic surgery is armpit transplants. Because I, I thought we were sharing. I'm the only one who don't act like we know what arm pictures. I just have, I just have dark underarms, and I want to be like the motherfuckers in like the Dove commercials. Love your dark underarms, Tracy. You know what? You're right, (laughs) Heavy. You're right. I should love myself. You're right. Um, I thought we were sharing. Well, I I can give
2: you a tip for that.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Please do. Now,
2: like seriously, like in prison, like this is crazy. Like one of my prison things again. I'm like, she learns all the stuff in prison. I should get locked them. No, I'll <laughs> give you all the tips. In prison, they use the soap. It's called Corecraft. I don't know where they Corecraft. It it's that's what it says. They have you new know how it says Dove on your mm-hmm. soap, where I read this soap says Corecraft. Okay. Just so you know, the chairs say Craft. the bed says CorCraft, the <laughs> so, walls, everything says made by CorCraft. So I'm assuming it's like some prison company that that's the only time you see it. But the soap literally is—I think it has a lot of lye in it. That's the oh, only thing that was it. Oh, that's bad for like, you, right? You can use it to like dye your hair. Like we would be in there sh- with a cheese grater, shaving soap, mixing it with like mouthwash, and you come out like bleach blonde, like. Seriously, this is how powerful this soap is. Like everyone, like when I came home, I was like probably like your complexion when I first came home <laughs> because you use the soap a lot. And then of course you're not really wow. getting any sun because yeah. you're locked away. But if you could find someone in prison to send you some bars of Corecraft <laughs> soap,
0: Corecraft, got and it, and just use got that it. under
2: your underarms, okay, like literally. You don't have any marks, everything. I won't need
0: the armpit transplant.
2: Maybe you should get a pen pal.
0: pal, I'm open. Listen, I'm open to it. Bikini season's coming up. I gotta get ready.
2: A month of core crap, the armpit (laughs) transplants, not even necessary anymore.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we're we're gonna do a quick Q&A. And listen, we've already gone over time probably... Men like to do this thing where they're like, hi, hey, um, I seven, have part, seven question. um, part questions. First of all, um no seven part questions. There are a lot of people here who would a love to talk to this young lady. Who
1: wanna ask questions, a get lot. to your point. Yes. Effectively ladies. One part questions. <laughs> One part questions.
0: <laughs> 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 Otherwise known as questions. <laughs> Otherwise known as questions.
1: You're right.
0: Hi Amani. Hi. Hi. <laughs>
1: this is Amani. She's great. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. Um, so I work on a campaign to close Rikers, basically. We're trying to close down the facilities in New York. It's one of the most notorious jails in the entire country. A lot of people don't know that about 80% of the people who are there haven't even been convicted of a crime. What even was the percentage? 80%. 80. 80% of the people there have not com- committed a crime, Wow. even though you know, I don't think any human being should be in a cage. But that's something that usually like, blows people. And I'm just wondering, like, as a New Yorker, as somebody who's from the Bronx, as somebody who's been formerly incarcerated, what do you think about the idea of closing Rikers in this city?
2: Um, I don't really have all the details on it. I've spent about four months there, and um, it was pretty bad, just as far as the unsanitariness, like, rodents and mm. vermin and border bugs and just really, really nasty. There were worms growing out of the shower stall, the only place where you had to take a shower. It was really disgusting. But I do understand that there has to be some place for the, peop- for the other 20%. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it definitely could be healthier and more safe for the people for the 80% of people who didn't do anything and you're just passing through there like I should not, you know, have to endure those conditions until, you know, they decide what they're going to do with me. So that, that's my take on that cuz I don't really have all the information. No, I'm I hear sorry. You. But thank you. Thank you.
0: All right.
1: Hi. Hello. Hi. Um I just want to say I, I love you. I know people fall in the keep <laughs> of love you or hate you and I firmly love you. Um, thank you so much for talking to us tonight. Um, my question's a lot lighter. Um, I want to you know um, once you got out, how is it? How is it adjusting to life specifically? Like before you were, when you were locked up, you, there wasn't Instagram or social media um, or anything like that. What now was your that Instagram's like? popping. I'm yeah. st- no,
2: I'm still adjusting. Like I'm still adjusting. Like six and a half years is a really long time. You know. Um, I I try to explain it in terms of when I went to prison, my son was seven, and when I came home, it was a week before he turned 14. So, you know, that's one thing that I'm dealing with. I am still trying to learn and get to know my own child because he's not the same person at all. I'm getting to know my husband who, he's been my husband for, you know, eight years, but most of that time I was away, so we've never lived together. This is, like, very new. I have to get used to, you know, people leaving cereal bowls in the bathroom. In <laughs> <you>, the bathroom? <laughs> why were you even eating in the bathroom? But, Wait, you know, why is it in the bathroom? <laughs> I'm dealing with that. And um, Definitely social media, like, there was no Instagram, there was no Twitter, I didn't, I had never even seen the iPhone. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm still trying to catch up on scandal. Oh, my God. God. (laughs) How dare them deprive me of that. (laughs) But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that, and because I'm still moving every day, it's hard to just, it's not like I just have time to sit down and catch up on everything I miss. I have to move each day and try to, you know, catch up on certain things as I go. So it's it's a process. It's definitely isolating and, and you you miss a lot, but it's, it's actually kind of fun on certain things when you find out about certain things for the first time. Like, you're like, holy crap, these Louboutin things are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it costs a lot, but they're so cute. So, you know, you know every now and then you get a good, good surprise with the, the change of things that's happening. But it's, it's, it's a process.
1: Mm. Wait, so can much. I piggyback on that? When you went in, it was Obama, right? It was what? Obama was president. No. No, it was the election no. of 08.
2: Yeah, you I went, went in. no. March 2008, and he became the president in November. So, yeah, so then you came out, and I missed both of them. When I came out, he was in his second term, so I missed both of them. Yeah,
1: I just want to apologize right now (laughs) for what you have stepped out into. Yeah, yeah. Jeez.
0: Hi. Hi, Hi. Hi. Angelina Darrasaw, CEO of C Suite Coach. So, as a career coach, one of the things I tell my clients or talk to them frequently about, apart from even though you get money, it's always robbing season, right. is the fact that you have to bounce back from setbacks. And sometimes really public ones like layoffs or being fired. You've bounced back with a bang from a very public setback. What would you tell young women and women who are professionals when they're dealing with some of the dramas of setbacks for how to bounce back with a bang in a winning way?
2: Um, You can't listen to other people. Because most of the time, People, they're, they're basing their opinions on things that they sometimes haven't been through. Like, I had a lot of people telling me, you're not going to be able to do this. I'm telling you, you're not going to, like, okay, could you give me the advice of someone who was in prison for six and a half years, you know, w- left a Grammy-nominated artist, like, I would like to get back. Like, there are people telling me, you're not going to be able to sell the records. You're not going to be able to do this. People are not going to relate. I, in two years, I've managed to get two more Grammy nominations. Mm. I was freaking hosting on daytime TV like two weeks ago. Like These are all things that people told me that I wouldn't be able to do. So if you listen to that, you have to... My 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 thing, What I tell people how you have your, your model, my thing is listen to yourself. Your motto, <laughs> listen to <laughs> yourself. I listen to me. If I listen to myself and my advice and my opinion and it goes horribly wrong, <laughs> I can deal with that. <laughs> If I listen to what someone else told me to do against what my heart was telling me to do, and it goes horribly wrong, I'm going to want to kill somebody. (laughs) So, you know, I can deal with, you know, disappointment at my own expense. Do what you want to, because ultimately it's your life. No one's going to be like... Well, she probably did that because someone told her to not to do it. They're gonna look at you like it was you, all on you. So just, you know, it's great to take advice and and to listen to people things, but ultimately, just weigh your own own options and just go for it. You only have. This time that we have now, you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. You'd have asked me in two thousand and seven, would I have been in prison? I'd I thought I was past that. If you'd have asked me when I was in high school, I'd probably like, eh, I probably would see the inside of a jail <laughs> at some point. That's what my life was looking like. At that point, I had, you know, one of the biggest records in the world, and I didn't see that happening at all. So you you have to live life based on now, not on, you know, what it could be or could have been or whatever. That's my race.
0: Hello. Hi. How um, you doing? I'm Nanaya. I'm Nanai. Sorry, I'm really nervous. Um, Aw, I'm Nanaya, and I was born and raised in the Bronx, and I'm here with like the womanhood, and I'm hey. 17 years old. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, oh. um. I'm 17 years old, and um. I've been part of the womanhood since junior um, high school. and With them, they was able to tell us about like, women's stereotypes and how to uh, grow them. Mm-hmm. But like, being that I'm a senior now and applying to colleges, and there's so much drama, immature boys, and like- <laughs> Speak on it, girl. Me?
1: Speak on it.
0: Oh, being a senior now and applying to colleges with drama, immature boys who don't even understand you, what's your way of pushing ne- negativity and focusing on the positive side?
2: Well, first let me just um, let me just give you a, a heads up: immature boys become immature men. Listen. Unfortunately, they kind of keep that thing going. They're consistent with that. Um, but like, like I, I, I tell my daughter, and I have two little sisters. They're not like really little. They're 25 and 26, but they're my little sisters. And I tell them, you know. When you do meet a man that's not immature and that's about his business, he doesn't want no guy wants a woman that he has to carry through everything. Like it, it's it sounds cool. Oh, I'm gonna get this guy. He gonna treat me. He gonna buy me all the Chanel bags. Like no. <laughs> <laughs> he might buy you one or two in the beginning. After that, he's gonna. It's, it's, it's annoying. Becomes a burden. So you you want to have your own, and you don't want to have to depend on anybody. You want to be able to come to the plate with something as well. That if you're lucky enough, like one of my friends who I love very much, she has like the bomb, man. Like he's like, I don't want you to work ever. Anything you need, I got you. I'm like. I wish but <laughs> you want to be able to say this is what this is mine I work for and it's it, it feels good to know when you go to your bank account you' be like yeah Yo, I did this or I'm doing this or if you decide you want to splurge on something or you want to buy something or you want to take care of your mom or anything to know that you're doing it like you don't need you know anybody to to co-sign on it so you know just just know that That's your goal, to be able to be independent and take care of yourself. It's great to have someone that takes care of you and to have that other half, but to actually be able to do it by yourself without at all in the event that you never be with someone else or a a boy or a man or whatever, that's the best feeling in the world. Like, It is the best. I have a very, very supportive husband, and he does everything for me, but... It just feels really good when like my mom or my sister or anything and I go to my bank account. I'm like, here, go to Western mm-hmm. Union whatever or you just take care of things or maybe you do something nice for him." Like it's, it's a great thing. Stay on your path, stay in school, stay focused and, you know, map everything out.
0: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hi.
2: Hi I R. have that jacket. You got it from Topshop. <laughs>
0: for you. I was like, oh, yeah, I got that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tiamata from Brooklyn. I like uh, it. <laughs> Um, I want two questions. It's going to be short. Mm-hmm. One, how do you tap into that? I, list, I, I know exactly. I was driving. I was in Jersey going to my aunt's party. Hot 97. I was like, what the fuck? What is this? <laughs> how do you tap into that space and what else can we expect from you from 2017 and beyond?
2: Um... It's kind of rather easily. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice it's,
2: it's, it's just like, you're like, you know, you're just dying. Like, you walk around every day, and you're nice. People are like, generally, I'm nice. Like, Hello, how you doing? Good morning. Thank you, please. <laughs> like, you ever just want to be like, so I hold a door, and you'd be, like, you'd be like, yeah, you better have bitch. Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you yes. don't say it, but it's just like, what if I would have said that? So it's just
3: like,
2: <laughs> tap into my what if I would have section. It's like kind of really easy mm. to do. And um I, I have my album out now, the um Plato Plomo album that I have with Fat Joe, which I think is amazing. It's dope. I worked really hard on it. Um I have um I'm doing a book, a book with my husband. It's a relationship book. <gasps> oh, it's so so cool. More. No, it's crazy because like he's like really good with words, so like I'll be looking over his shoulder. I'm oh, we've like
0: noticed. <laughs>
2: Hold on, let me give us women better advice Because he's,
0: <laughs> he's over here trying to show us
2: out But I'm doing a book with my husband um, We might have a special with just us two Going on a little black love special coming I have my album, Seven Winters and Six Summers That's coming out um, I have a lot of things that I'm doing I wish I, I would have brought my um, little notepad
0: Well <laughs> <laughs> you can come um, back whenever you need to promote things Open I know, but
2: I just like to come here and chill. That salad hey. that I had was so good.
0: And
2: that oatmeal cookie, <laughs> cookie, who made that? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> It was awesome. But um, yeah, that's some of the things that I'm doing. And like, yeah, I'm just, I'm like really petty. Like I tell you that all the time. Like, <laughs> so it's like super easy to tap into that side. Hello. Hi, Hi. baby.
0: I'm from, I'm with Womanhood, and I'm from the Bronx, too. OK. Hey. And I watch Love and Hip Hop. Even though I'm young, I'll be watching it. <laughs> um, but my question was really, like, I'm going off to college next year, and I know that you're from the Bronx. So I was wondering, like, how did you deal with like leaving the Bronx and meeting new people that are not from what you're familiar with? Good
2: question. Um, you know what? People outside, it's not even the Bronx. Outside of New York, it's really different. So when I first started traveling, I was about your age and I would go to places like, Oh my God, Remy, I just love everything that you don't, girl. And they'd be like, And I just love your accent. I was like,
3: My accent <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like it was like the weirdest thing ever, like that that <laughs> to know that Everyone had that I have been around always talk like me, act like me, dress like me. There's so much out in the world. And I just my advice to you is to just take it all in. Mm -hmm. Take as much pictures as you can, write down, get a journal everywhere you go, the people that you meet, because when it starts happening and you start moving, you forget a lot, you miss a lot of things. I wish I had documented things way better than I did. Just take it all in, try different foods. Visit, you know, like I've lived in New York my whole entire life. I've never even been to the Empire State Building. never been to the Statue of Liberty. When you go to these places, go to the places and take everything that you can in and just enjoy being young.
0: Thank you. Good,
2: right.
0: I'm sure we could sit here and talk to you and ask you questions all day and forever, but we're also sure that you have other things to do. You got a husband to get home to. We're not trying to get you in no trouble. He's downstairs
2: probably cursing me out. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But we want to thank you for yes, coming you out. Guys thanks for thanks for to everybody us. here. Thank you once again to Remy Ma. Follow her on Twitter. Yes. You can follow her on Twitter at Real Remy Ma. You can follow her on Instagram at Remy Ma. We want to thank the wing for having us. So much fun. Shout out to the young ladies and the future leaders from the Womanhood Project. We love you. We support you. Thank you for coming out. For everybody here in attendance, if you want informa- more information, and I hope you do, go to thewomanhoodproject.org. Um, shout out to the Pod Squad! Wow, wow, wow. This episode was produced by Nina Paddock. And Julia Ferlin with editorial oversight from Eleanor Kagan and Meg Kramer, aka our moms. We love y'all so much. Shout out to Jean Gray and Don Will for the music that you hear on the show every week. You can follow Jean Gray at Jean Greasy. You can follow Don Will at Don Will. Uh, you can follow Heaven At HeavenRants.com Heaven like the place in the sky Rants like the thing that do men do all of the time <laughs> uh, You can follow me on Twitter At Poverty. Do it quickly because once I get some money You'll be following me at Richie Von Moneyhammer. I'm working on it You can email us, you can tweet us You can Facebook us We're another round on all the things Rate us on iTunes, tell a friend Tell a
1: friend, support a fellow woman Yeah Yes
0: Get, listen, find a woman to give your money to. I know that's weird to say to a room full of women. Find a man, tell him to give his money to women. Because we said <laughs> um, and while you're at it, subscribe to our newsletter. You can do that at buzzby.com slash another round slash newsletter. Drink some water, take your meds, call your person. What other advice you got? Um, don't get on Remy's bad side, y'all.
1: Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. it. I'm
0: innocent. Everybody go out safely. Have a good night. Yeah. Good night.